Welcome to Just Know Though Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer. If you are joining us for the first time, I really hope you enjoy this episode. If you are joining again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Please do subscribe, comment, follow. Okay, welcome to Just Know Though, the Grinding and Confidence series. We have, we're what, where are we at? Our fourth episode? Yeah, our fourth episode. I have a special guest, Nathan, here with me today. Me and you, we go way back to like middle school. Yeah, (laughs) we do. (laughs) And high school. And I know you did, we were catching up for a bit. I know you did wrestling and I did MMA. I know you got some other personal things going on right now, but is there anything you wanted to share about yourself with the audience before we get started? Me, me personally, like a a lot of my, uh, my background is pretty much based on like my family orientation. Um, A lot of my a lot of my um my goals and decisions are based like around my family. Yeah, pretty much like, it set me off like like my upbringing was pretty it was different, you know what I mean? It was very different. Um uh-huh. I want to say I grew I was the first one to grow up with my mom and my dad, but uh-huh. while growing up uh-huh. with them, they were more separated than anything. And my brother and sister actually grew up more without my without my dad, you know what I mean? Like he was still around in the picture, like yeah. he would be there, but it was very like, you know, there wasn't much of him to to speak on for my mm-hmm. brother and sister. Like as for me, like I could mm-hmm. I could tell you like, oh, he did this for me. He did that for me. He, did, You know what I mean? But for my brother and sister, mm-hmm. he didn't do much for them. You know what I mean? Like in the sense of. Um, so you're kind of like torn. So, yeah, um, like I'm right in the middle. So for me, I was able to look around like look at my you know my parental situation and get back to them in a way where they understood what was going on within the family type of deal you know what i mean i'm not gonna lie um a lot of the time i spent growing up i kind of had to fend for myself and make my own decisions in in the sense of like like guiding my own information my own thought process my own you know my own goals and how i prioritize the people around me since I did not see like I kind of didn't have a respect for authority in a sense. Not not just authority, but I think that's natural. I guess in your situation. Well, yeah, that's natural. It's a, you know, it's not the sense of authority, but like like when I was a kid, I didn't really, really respect adult. Like I respected my peers mm-hmm. more than adult, and I was able to navigate my chain of thought based on what I was doing for myself rather than what an adult was doing for me, which is, 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 it's, you know, it's a different mentality. It's a different way of like viewing, I don't know, just things in general, I guess. In the classroom, I would always get, you know, I would always kind of speak up or be outspoken just because I would call out things that you would normally call out as an adult. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. <laughs> like straight up, like I feel like adults get really offended when a kid tells you the truth straight up. And it's like, it doesn't match up to being an authority, like that bridge of like, I don't want to say discipline, but you're the, um, yeah, pretty much authority, pretty much. Um, I kind of navigated through that. And then just doing that actually allowed me to, to view like my surroundings in a different way, per se, you know, growing up, like I, I feel like I grew up faster in a way, in the sense of like understanding people rather than growing up in the, in the step-by-step way, you know, like this is what you got to do. You got to get good grades. You got to do this. My eating schedule, like 
I would eat whenever I needed to eat. You know what I mean? My homework, like I would just get by with whatever I could get by with. My um my foundation was my like my cousins. Like it wasn't even like I looked up to anybody. I kind of just looked at like people around me and said like, oh, I like how they I like how they do that. So let me just pick that up. Ah. Oh, I like how they do that. Let me pick that up. Oh, I don't like how they do that. Let me stay away from that. You know what I mean? When I grew up like that, I see my brother and sister, which is like a whole new generation. You know what I mean? Like a whole new, like they have a way different foundation than I did, but it was still the same like general steps to get to where they needed to be type deal. You know what I mean? And I was already, I've been there. I've done that. I've seen it already. I try to help them grow up do what they got to do type of deal like i used a lot of my so i just try to use what i i had success in to like create a better structure for them pretty much were you born here or born in the philippines um so that's a funny story (laughs) um i was born here but i had my first form of education Uh in the philippines so it was like backward yeah um so apparently like when my mom was when i was younger my mom needed to take care of my great-grandfather out in the philippines so when i was in kindergarten they brought me all the way to kindergarten in the philippines i did 10 months out there in philippines and then came back home and you're the oldest yeah i'm the oldest yeah that was uh it, 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 and you're also first generation first generation yeah because you're born yeah here. so yeah actually like th- that probably like structured how i went about things as well because you know like coming from the mm-hmm. philippines like dude honestly out there you're free like i was free to walk the streets i was free to go to like neighbor <laughs> to neighbor you know what i mean i was free yeah. to do like all these stuff like go out and like just go fishing like like on my own type of deal you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, and then we moved back to like daily city san francisco you can't just have no kids just walk the streets mm-hmm. you can't just be like oh like i know i know all are like my province so mm-hmm it, it's just weird it was it was a weird thing i remember just like having an accent like like why that you know <laughs> it's just weird uh-huh. i got called a fob even you know even though i was like from america like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense actually you're like the first one to really go through it and you went through it like by yourself. And when I was reading your one of your your form, you said you've learned how to survive depending on where you're placed and that you were introduced to a lot of environments that you've adapted and that you've learned to observe many different human behaviors. Yeah. And yeah. you've actually that's kind of crazy doing all of that stuff in your childhood. And then no, it really, <laughs> <laughs> you went from you were here and then you were saying that you went to the Philippines and then came the daily city, which I think is also crazy because I'm, I couldn't imagine being around here and then going to Salinas and then you figuring out your structure and what works best for you. Yeah, it took self-reflection, a lot of, um, ob- and then, you know, just a lot of like listening and, uh, following kind of more following than mm. when I, when I was a kid, like my dad, he would, he would take care of me mm-hmm. in the way of like, he would introduce type of deal, like people I could trust. He would never be there though. Like you what? know what I mean? Like he was kind of like drop me off somewhere type deal but it was like people i could trust it was like immediate family it wasn't just like some randoms you know what i mean like his brother his sister or like Uh his sister his brother his cousin so like even when i was living in the bay area i would move from like like not really move but i would stay in like different houses so i was able to get structures Uh from every different house because they had like their their family intact pretty much they had their mom and dad but my mom was always working and my dad was doing what he was whatever he was doing you know what i mean like which is which is a crazy way to view family structures because i was already observing like how different family structures went like i wasn't in just one household where it was like 
on a daily. Yeah, like it wasn't yeah. like a fix. Like your mom and dad told you it has to be this way every day type of deal. Like you have to be in your room. You have to like go to sleep at this time. You eat this time. You eat this type of food. It was like, no, I eat the food where I was. I go to sleep at the time where I was. Like I would just move in that way. Uh -huh. I mean, it was cool per se. Like I didn't think of nothing of it. It was like, it was my childhood, you know? It's not like, like traumatic things were happening around me like at all times, but there was things that were happening in different households that you kind of pick up created like a big like understanding of people and allowed me to be more comfortable around many different types of like figures or like people in general you know yeah that's like it's a weird dynamic you know no but that was that was it's it's good because i feel like it's going to frame the rest of the the episode because i like how you said that this is why i like you said confidence is something that is hard to come by it's easy to display with support but it's hard to have when you have no support so it's Having support sparks confidence, but con consistent confidence comes from oneself. So, and you talk about change, and I think is something that we haven't really had on this podcast, um, well, at least in the series, because it's true. I mean, you kind of need that support, that moral support, just to even have that confidence. And so what does confidence mean to you? Confidence and self-belief and all of that. So for me, confidence is like being able to build something, break it down and build it back up again. That's like when you're really confident mm -hmm. in something. Yeah. Um, for me, like my confidence is being able to be anywhere type of deal, you know, like just adapt, yeah. adapt and survive type deal. So like wherever I am, even if I'm in a bad place, I know I could find a way to be in that bad place with good intentions type of deal, you know? And I don't want to narrate like what's bad or good. I'm confident that even though I lose something, I will gain something else, no matter. No, that's that's a good perspective. No matter yeah. what it is, you know, like it just, it's just, I've, I've had things taken away from me that like I'll probably never ever get back. Not just things, but like people you know like moving takes moving yeah. takes people away it really takes people oh, you know yeah. it's like you're really bound by people especially when you're young especially me like mm -hmm. i was bound by many households and i was bound by the, the environment that i was placed in at that time and that's how i learned how to grow up is depending on these certain people for certain things and it's hard to place little belongings everywhere and try to pick it up like yeah. wherever you leave yeah. it you know what i mean like you're leaving like it's not like leaving yeah. like your cell phone over there and your wallet over there and you know it's like leaving like a piece of yourself in different parts of different parts of where you are type of deal i didn't i didn't have no older siblings but i had older people to look up to i actually stayed a lot in my godparents house they i had five godbrothers who were all older than me who ranged from like at the time like 20 to probably like three years older than me whatever that was when i was younger oh, okay. yeah when, whenever i was younger they were probably like yeah. i want to say like 11 12 13 maybe and they were you know they kind of, those are the people that i looked up to you know what i mean those are the people that helped me build kind of my character and i had a another cousin in the other household that I was like like best friends with like he was like my first best friend we would I would uh -huh. just go over sleep over we just play video games go out you know like walk daily city it was weird like that like I was telling you like no no like adult would just say like hey go walk daily city type but me and my cousins at uh -huh. um 
the age of like what like second third grade we're walking daily city <laughs> like we went to yeah. we went to saramonte you know this is like you know in elementary school like saramonte to um to the bowling alley cerebral to um you know there was the walgreens and then like whatever else was over there that's crazy that's far yeah but yeah. it was it was like in the general area but we never took a bar out of daily city or nothing like that but you know what i mean like we would walk the streets and <laughs> yeah. for some reason it was okay yeah i left all that behind kenneth selena and that was a good culture shock another culture shock you know from coming to from the philippines mm -hmm. going to daily city mm -hmm. learning my environment and then leaving my environment again and then having this culture shock of like yeah. Hispanic. I was, mm -hmm. I dealt with a lot of Filipinos, you know, a daily city, Filipinos yeah. and mm -hmm. many other races. Here it was just strictly Hispanic. It must have been crazy. It was weird. I mean, I was like, there's only a handful of yeah. Filipinos in, in Salinas, right? And you're just like, mm -hmm. you don't know the culture, like more introduced to gangs, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell is a gang? Like, I didn't even know what a gang was like going up. I just knew my cousins and I knew like there were sets. I knew there was gangs, but I didn't never seen it like in a way of like how Salinas. It mm -hmm. was a, I'm lucky I never see the need to fit in into that type of environment but yeah it was it was pretty weird luckily i had support though like i have a big family here in selena uh, my mom's one out of 11 siblings i want to say seven of them live in salinas or like nine of them live in salinas now Dang. so um that's good yeah um yeah. and you know the household i moved into it had many people like uh, i had m my mom her two sister or her three sisters and my grandparents and then like some uncles that would come in and out type of deal so we had a big household like coming coming uh, to selena yeah which was uh -huh. i don't know was another way to learn like people you know what i mean like so i was already studying people when i was a you're kid with them, now yeah. you're living with more people and it's yeah. like damn like you gotta maneuver yourself yeah. around these people type of deal you know uh -huh. like you're not just in your own space anymore. You have to maneuver like a three bedroom house with like with a lot of people in it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's so Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like ideal, but like I said, like for me, mm -hmm. it, it's normal. But like if I told somebody else or if like somebody else was in, they're like, damn, like you live like that. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> just shrug my shoulders type of deal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot of judgment when that happens. But I, I feel like people don't put it into perspective how hard it is to just keep it together and survive when you're coming to the U.S. Yeah. It's like it's hard, especially let's say if there's a language barrier or if you don't really have like a financial person to help you with stuff or just even like buying a home and all those applications and just like credit, credit cards, like a credit score, all that stuff is just, it's hard to, to build up. And I think people who have that foundation from whatever household they came from, don't put that into perspective that other people don't have that privilege. No, it's dope. And your story is actually really cool. Like I think so anyways, maybe because I'm Filipino and I'm first generation, yeah. so I, I get it. <laughs> Um, so what advice or prop, what advice do you have for folks that are kind of dealing with the transition or changes in life or changes in environment to keep adapting or keep the confidence that it's going to be okay, whatever it is. My first step, if you ever go into a change is observe your surroundings because at the end of the day, you kind of know where you fit in. So as long as you take a look around, you know where you would feel comfortable in and you know where to expand in as well because you know when you go to a new place like from high school to college for example you could redefine yourself but you'll still keep your trait that you have and then resurface it in a different environment type of deal 
whether yeah like i always say good or bad but you know i don't really like putting into that perspective you kind of touch on it a little bit when you said you always remember that no matter what someone takes away or what's taken away you'll gain something so i really liked how you said that but is there any other type of advice or positive for change dealing with change and confidence i think you do a lot of change but you still kept the confidence part yeah. the change and the confidence kind of like the confidence of change is like you just have to know yourself type of though you know what i mean that's it like like, mm-hmm. like, like I said, observe your environment and put yourself in positions where it is familiar because you could always find familiar positions or familiar situations or familiar feelings anywhere in the world or like anywhere, you know, it's just like for first generation or for like, you know, immigrants, migrants, we find Filipino communities to be with other Filipinos type of deal, you know, Hispanics, they find other mm-hmm. Hispanics to be with you. They find, you know, comfort in food, they find comfort in conversation. And I guess um the best thing is like the comfort in good relationship because when you change Uh you could leave a lot of bad relationships behind and create a lot of good relationships or like wherever you're at at that point you know you talk about how change is an obstacle for confidence what did you mean when you said that like it's hard to like lay down roots or is it like hard for a routine or when there's a lot of change it's hard for like social support there's an obstacle and change for the reason of like it kind of just hinders it you know it kind of hinders your your perspective on things type of deal i guess when i talk about an obstacle mm-hmm. and change it's because like i didn't choose to change in that perspective you know what i mean sometimes uh, you don't get to choose yeah how how you change type of deal some things are just imposed on mm-hmm. you type of deal yeah so in the sense of like changing and redefining yourself the obstacle is finding what you want to be pretty much Mm-hmm. You know, so when there's change, it's like, how do I want to be? You know, that's that's the only obstacle I see, because at, at a certain point, even though it's, it's imposed on you or you're redefining yourself, you still have to figure yourself out. You know what I mean? And you still have to figure out what works for you. Yeah, as far as the obstacle and change, like kind of going back to changes. And I think it has to I think one of the things is also like when you're in an environment that's a little bit more stable or you have your routine, you tend to be like a creature of habit. So the routine is comfortable. There's little stress. There's but then when you want to step out of that and actually grow and kind of break out and have like a different chaotic routine or you're still trying to find the balance when there's changing going on a lot of transitions or life changes you talk about redefining yourself what do you think triggered that or what does redefining yourself mean to you i love the concept i feel like everyone either does it by their 30s or some people do it sooner than later or some people it happens like in their 50s like it it happens to almost everybody either it's it's smaller smaller big so what are your thoughts on redefining yourself and how do you define that? Because you bring it up. For me, I feel like, um, yeah, we do redefine ourselves because we we grow up, you know. We have to grow up, leave stuff behind, use things that are, are useful type of deal. So in that sense, it's like redefining myself sometimes was like to prove to myself and then prove to others sometimes that like you're able to do something. And once you're able to do that, then it just expands a lot more i guess i feel like change sparks that and then when you have change it's hard to have confidence while you're still trying to like go through the motions of doing everything you have to do in the day so the grinding and confidence what are your thoughts on grinding and confidence so grinding confidence man it's just to put your 
foot down and just go for it you know like mm-hmm. you, you decide mm-hmm. when you decide you want something you'll go for it you'll do it at whatever cost or you do it at whatever measure mm-hmm. no matter what you're giving up or you know what what how it's affecting other things in that you feel that is important to you type of deal you know so i know you say you just got to put your foot down and go for it what about have you ever been hesitant or what do you what advice would you give for people who are hesitant to just go for it my advice is just go for it like put yourself put yourself in the position and if you feel like you're in the position to go for it go for it you could plan all these steps and how you're going to be like all these steps to where you want to be but if you don't do it and it becomes like a constant conversation in your head to be like, hey, I'm going to yeah, end up doing uh-huh. this. Hey, I'm going to I'm gonna go do this. Like you just keep yourself, keep telling yourself you're going to do it. It's like just start doing it. You know what I mean? And once yeah. you realize that you're just doing the thing that you want to do, then it becomes like I'm doing it type of deal. No matter how big or how small or no matter how, you know, no matter how big of an impact or no matter what it is, you're 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 doing it, you know? Like for me, when I felt that the most is probably when I was, I haven't been like really like training, but like w- when I was training really hard, it was like as long as I was out doing like a run or, you know, doing little push-ups, like stop, do push-ups, stop, do some pull-ups, like take five minutes, five minutes yourself to do what you want to do. And you're doing it, you know, it's not the matter of, am I doing it? It's the matter of if you're doing it, you know, and that's like redefine, redefining your thought on because you could say like, like, I want to do it. Like I, I told you before this, like I said, I wanted to try a podcast, you know, what I mean, I had a mic and everything, you know, but like, I never went out and did a podcast type of deal, you know, like, I never just took the steps to do it, you know, at least today, I could say like, I'm doing a podcast. I mean, just go out and do it, get it done, no matter how big or how small of an impact it, it affects on on what you're doing. Oh, that's good. And I want to give you kudos for being on the podcast because there are folks that I have actually asked and they're just like, I'm not ready or what would I talk about? Or they just don't have necessarily the confidence that they have something good to share yeah. or just that they're I don't know our story or testimony really will be will matter kudos for you for going through with it for a minute i was like i wonder if nathan's gonna come still come on <laughs> just because i felt like you're a little hesitant yeah. but no good for yeah. you i mean and i like how you oh, i was gonna say like and for those people like i was like i'm not even coming from the best place of my life right now you know what i mean i'm <laughs> I'm just going off based off of past experiences right now, you know, like, like, I'm not even, but you're pushing. I'm not, I'm not the most confident I could be right now. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's just a place that mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be right now. I mean, I still got the rest of my life to live, you know what I mean? But right now is not, mm-hmm. it's not the most pleasing part of my life, I, I would say, but that comes with struggle. My, my past struggle reminds me that hey, I've struggled before. So let me just keep going forward and handling my business and then something will come of it. You know, that's my advice for those people. <laughs> no, I love how you I love how you No, that's good advice. And I love how you message it of like, you're not where you want to be confidence wise. And I'm not either. I mean, I had a lot of anxiety before starting this podcast and even in the very beginning. But it's it's true. It's like it takes years, like years to get to where you want to be confidence wise. But first step is definitely knowing like, I'm not where I want to be, but I have X, Y, and Z ahead of me. And I know 
that all of my previous experiences are going to help me get to where I want to be. So that was dope. Life's hard right now. Yeah, Life is hard. I mean, I totally get it. I feel like uh, one of the things I wanted to do this series was not have a co-host, kind of just to build my confidence. Uh And it's given me a lot of just reflection on myself and kind of confirmation that I can do it on my own without a co-host for this series. So I'm right there with you. I'm not where I want to be either. For me, like, all right, let me give you an example. Financially right now, I probably am like the most financially stable I have been. So like for me in the sense of like, I'm not going, I'm not talking about careers or anything like financially, like I'm stable, you know, like I'm paying all my bills. I'm not struggling to eat type of deal. I, I have yeah, a place yeah. to live, you know, like all this stuff is like right now I'm I'm stable, you know what I mean? But I feel like when I had the most confidence is when I was actually pursuing like something that I wanted to do per, per se, you know what I mean? Life is hard in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like we have to find the balance between stuff we want to do and stuff we need for ourselves. I didn't have the luxury to like learn that like right away. But today I like, I feel like I know how to utilize that more, you know, mm-hmm. like utilizing like the balance of like, Hey, I, I know I have to work. I know I have to do this, but now I have to, now I have to find stuff that like interests me more per se, you know, or that, that brings mm-hmm. a lot of interest to me. Like I said, all I do right now is like work. Like before all I used to do was like pursue a dream type of deal you know so it's like how Mm -hmm. do you find the balance between pursuing a dream living as an adult in in this in this world (laughs) that we live in now now like a whole other (laughs) podcast topic yeah that's true there's like no freedom to pursue your dreams when you have to work eight to ten hours a day sometimes i know they say you make it work but when you throw other when it's just yourself okay fine but when you throw in family when you throw in everything else that you're responsible for it's it's a lot that's a whole other podcast episode because (laughs) it's true like there's so much to live for and then you don't want to be stuck and then you're really trying to find that balance of going for it but also paying the bills and like having that stability i'm glad you brought that up it's a you know it's definitely a conundrum (laughs) it Mm -hmm. is yeah but Uh, You have confidence to pursue that, whether it's now or later. In that sense, like, I want to say I am pursuing it. You know, going back to what I was saying before, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. just defining what the situation is right now and what I want later is pursuing it. Like, eventually, whatever pops up or whatever um, opportunity pops up, I'll be able to just take it, you know, and flow with it. Mm -hmm. I could say I'm not in the best situation to do things, but... At the end of the day, I'm choosing to be where I want to be today. I know it's not exactly what I want to do, but I know there's good coming out of it, one. And I know eventually when I do decide to do what I want to do, I'll be stable and ready to do it. Mm-hmm. So like some, it's like a game of patience. You, know, you just have to struggle first to know to, to know when <laughs> yeah. to know when the struggle is. And hey, it's crazy because the struggle is longer than the success. Like the success only lasts mm-hmm. so long. Like, you know, like when you succeed in something like you get that euphoria, but it goes away yep, yep. eventually, you know, like and then you have then you keep yeah you have to rebuild yeah, you, you have to rebuild you keep, it yeah you're like constantly redefining yourself once like you're you attain a goal and then maybe like you're it's like that that creature of habit thing you succeed and you're in that like routine and then you want to redefine yourself because you're bored of it or you want something else that's new then you have to yeah, like you have to find keep going. Yeah, you have to find something new and mm-hmm. and sometimes you know success is being content with what you have in the now you mm. know 
Oh, like, yeah, that's a good you one. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of people strive for a lot of things, but, you know, a lot of people have things that people strive for. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to be what they want to be at that time, but somebody wants to be you. I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird yeah. dynamic, you know, it's like, it's just so weird to think like that. Like you have something that like somebody wants, but yet you want this other thing that mm-hmm. is somewhat like you can obtain it, but like, you know, it's like, it's way out of your reach. It's like out of your way to get when you have something right here already. I guess it's just human nature, you know, like we have so much accessibility to like luxury Yet we want to redefine the luxury, you know, like we already have a car. Yeah, we already have a car, but we want to make it electric <laughs> and drive itself now, you know, type of deal. like that's like yeah. human nature in yeah. a nutshell. You know what I mean? Like we're mm-hmm. already getting to point A to point B. Now we want to get to point A to point B laying down, listening to music while while the car feeds you neck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I like how you said that you brought up some good points, like just going for it for one. And then two, how there's you, there's success in being content with what you have, because at the end of the day, even though you're not where you want to be, you will be one day. And then then you're going to redefine your goals from there. Yeah. Right. It's just an evolution of it and it's a whole it's a whole thing right and it could take months it could take years it could take even a decade a whole lifetime but being content is a valuable valuable lesson because you just got to appreciate where you are sometimes and what you have and that will help with your confidence in what you're doing you know Mm -hmm. going back to confidence and grinding like you know as long as you're content you'll continue to grind and be confident in what you do you know Mm -hmm. even though like so confidence is not exactly like like oh like i know exactly what i want to do i know exactly what's going to happen it's like no like confidence is like doing it and understanding that there's going to be obstacles in the way when you're going Yep. to that situation or when you're going to that goal while you're going to that goal and while you're grinding to be what you want to be you just have to understand that when you hit a wall you just have to find a way to get over it type deal it's like you were saying earlier when you said confidence is being able to build get broken down and build up again very good analogy yeah it's, it's true because you could have Let's say we flip it, right? You could have everything you ever wanted and then someone breaks it down, right? You don't have the confidence to get back up. That's a problem. I mean, you're going to have to get back up eventually, right? So like you said, you just have to be content with like, I I had it. I can get it again. Or if it, you just, it's a whole mind redefining your thoughts. Like you said, like redefining your thoughts, redefining your mindset and what success is. And success should really be confident and content with what you have most days. Cause like you said, there's someone that might not want to want to be cleaning the floors, but someone wants that job. They want that. They want a paycheck. They want to be, they don't want to be at home. Sometimes they want, they want to be able to at least get a little paycheck when they go home, something. Right. And Or it could be anything. Like there are people who complain about their job and there are people that want to work, but don't maybe don't have the opportunity or maybe don't have the confidence to apply for it or whatever it is. They should be lucky that they have a job. The whole thought process of like the American dream, you know, like migrants come over Mm -hmm. here and take the lowest jobs and the people that are over here don't even want that job type of deal, you know, and they sometimes they wonder like, how the hell do you like pay for things? And then like you see all these first generations like paying for all this stuff people want, you know what I mean? Like... I mean, they don't they don't pay for it on a daily basis. But when they when they want to have a vacation, they get a vacation type of deal. You know, when they want a car, they 
-hmm. they're able to maintain and not get their car taken away through like bad credit or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. and it's a weird dynamic where like we're like the people that didn't have anything or the people that came over here with nothing are like really content with what they have now because they they remember not having anything at all you know what i mean which is it's it's definitely a trip to me you know it's really crazy the human the human mind you know we just want want more we don't want we don't want less we want Mm -hmm. more we could have the whole world and still want like look at now like Elon Musk has a whole world. The space now. The now he's trying, to, the yeah, he's trying to go to the space and Mars. <laughs> he's trying to right? trying to own Mars now. So human nature is weird like that. So being yeah, content. I love how you brought that up. So yeah, because consumerism and just getting caught up in like earthly things. I mean, it's it's different if you're caught up in like for a bigger purpose or you know that there's good intentions behind it. But if you're just going out of greed or ambition to go to the moon, just to say you went to the moon. Like, that's just dumb. (laughs) That is, like, and I'm, you know, you you actually gave me, like, a good idea of how I really want to do, like, a series on, like, first-generation struggles Mm -hmm. or first-generation, because I do feel like it is hard when you are first-generation and you don't, your parents are kind of building their own foundation and their own confidence in a new country. And how are they going to pass that on to their kids Mm -hmm. if they're still going through it? And it's kind of like a silent struggle or silent thing that parents don't really talk about. And so in turn, like the kids, me and you, like it's you just finding it out on your own. But I didn't have to move around to different cities or back to the Philippines for 10 months. Like I was just in a small town for like years until I was 18, you know, I definitely want to do a first generation struggles type of series. I don't know what I'm gonna call it yet. But because it has to do with your upbringing for confidence and just overall, like your mindset, because you're constantly trying to like not get caught up in the ambition of the like American dream Mm -hmm. and really being content with the fact that your parents came from nothing. And you should be happy that you have enough here. Like if you have food, if you have running water, a toilet, it's fine. (laughs) So, I mean, you and I mean by a toilet. I think my dad's old house just had like a hole in the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it was in our our backyard too. Like we had an outhouse. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we had to go out of the house to use the toilet. Like in the Philippines, not out here. here. And it's weird that... You know, even even uh, like first generations, like how you how you brought up like the obstacles they had to overcome and the ambition that they had. It's like it's crazy that we try to take on that same ambition when this was their ambition. You know what I mean? Like us getting here. Yeah. So it's like when we're here, mm-hmm. like we, we try to make it like we try to re-evolve the ambition. Like we have to do all these things yeah. to be like way better. Like, I don't know, man, like the whole Part, the whole point of like trying to like make I, I understand making a name for yourself but like at the same uh-huh. time it's like can you can you be okay with doing what you have to do with nobody knowing your name type deal you know like uh-huh. like and that goes with like you know say you're you're going after something no nobody knows your name but like are you uh-huh. And you're still pursuing it without anybody knowing, you know? And when you get there, like, that's the American dream, right? When you get there, it's like, it's like, you're there now, like... (laughs) 
Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Like like people in the Philippines probably trip out on first generations that came to America. Like oh, like so and so went to America. Like dude, like our parents are probably like rock stars in the Philippines. You know, because <laughs> we're just just yeah, for being it's a big just deal. for being American. Like it's nuts. It's like people think about yeah. fame as yeah. like American fame. It's like no, dude. Like try third world fame. You know what I mean? Like just coming to America makes you famous. <laughs> back at your province type of deal you know yeah <laughs> and it does because they think of it as an opera as opportunity and i think because you think of, they think of it as opportunity there's naturally that pressure to just take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way or build a name for yourself or i so i think that's kind of what you're getting at how like there is kind of that pressure when you do our first generation and then you kind of have to show that you that you have success and that you succeeded. I I don't know if that's just me, but it's kind of like, oh, what do your kids do? And it's kind of you kind of have to like, yeah, you have to be like, oh, my kids like so and so. You know what I mean? Like my kid does this. It's like it's like, are we a trophy now? Type though. Yeah. We still got to live here too. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. No, that's still, I definitely want to do a first generation struggles. Cause I feel like confidence just like, it's a different category yeah. for that. Yeah. So just in general, no, this was dope. So you brought up some really good stuff. Is there, I know we're at 54 minutes and I know you got work in a little bit. So I want to give you some time to rest. Is there any closing remarks or like key takeaways or lasting things that you want to say to the audience or anyone listening the sense of grinding confidence um like like what we came to conclude like i you know i didn't even think of this until i said it like being content in what we have you know just knowing like me speaking out loud saying that i have all these things and i still like sometimes i think like damn should i have more type deal you know Mm -hmm. you have to you just like it just like opened my own eye like i opened my own eyes I probably am doing pretty well for myself in that sense, you know. So speak what you want and do what you want type of deal. <laughs> speak what you want to do. What That's you want. true. Life's too short to really quick back on what you said about. And I'm glad if no one listens to this episode, but you opened your eyes to want something. Yeah. That's all that matters. And you also gave me an idea about the first generation. So we got some good things out of here. Yeah. But you talk about. Because I feel like I was in this little mindset, too, of, like, not being content with what I had. Like, it wasn't enough. Even though I had a job, a little place to myself, food, a car that I've had for, like, 10 years now. Like, it's just those things, they were enough. It got me from point A to point B. It got the bills paid. I was still able to have freedom to do, I don't know, like, dinner or, like, go out or, you know, little things like that. And I still wasn't, I was still wanting more. And then I kind of, I felt bad. I was, I felt like it wasn't enough. And I felt like I had to keep working hella hard. I had to keep grinding to get more shit. But that wasn't, that wasn't what I should have done. I really should have just took a step back and had more gratitude and gratefulness and just overall being content with what I had in that moment of trying to find that balance of grinding and confidence and still not getting caught up in like having to keep working and working and working to buy more and more and more stuff. Yeah. You also gave me that good reminder. So thank you. Um, because we can't really compare to what's out there and what we could have yeah. all the time. Like it's not really healthy. So I'm glad you brought that up as one of your closing messages. And you say, speak up speak your mind you learn that at a young age so i think that's why you're just comfortable with saying that but not everyone is comfortable doing that but i like that reminder because i feel like i didn't 
I wasn't always like that. I feel like now I'm still kind of learning to speak up more, but I think that comes with confidence. So we all tend to be confident at a certain point in our time in, in our life. You know, we all have this one uh -huh. success. We, ha we all have a success in our life that we could relate confidence to. So mm. how do we, yeah. how do we bring, cause, cause confidence is not a thing you could get. It's not a thing you could buy. It's not something that you could just like obtain. It's like something you work for and it's a feeling that comes yeah. along with it. And it's like, how could you, you asked me like how to adapt and, and like how I adapt and change. Like how do I feel comfortable adapting and change? It's like, I take that little bit of success that I used to have and try to redefine it in a different feeling or in a different situation. So I could feel the same way type of deal, mm -hmm. you know, uh, whether it's in a relationship, yeah. you know, whether it's in a, you know, like confidence, not confidence grinding is not only towards one thing, you know, you get that end result mm -hmm. of you get that end result of like gratitude, you know, you just get that end result of gratitude. If you could get that gratitude anywhere, I mean, I'm not just saying like anywhere, like, you know, like but <laughs> in something that meaningful and, and brings purpose to your life, then, you know, that that should bring enough confidence. And, you know, that's what you're grinding towards, right? That's how I feel yeah. like. I mean, I, I remember being the most confident in certain things I did, you know, maybe I won't get that same confidence in, in that avenue anymore, but I could still have that same confidence in showing it to the people around me or something per se, you know, so take your, take your successes mm -hmm. and run with it. Even if you don't have it anymore, just remember that there's, there's that feeling, there's that natural feeling where you, when you go back to it you'll be able to know it's their type of deal because confidence is really like it's really like nothing I, I don't want to say nothing but it's really like it's it's your own yeah it's your own internal feeling mindset that only you know and unless if you have a silent confidence okay but if you have a silence if you have a confidence that other people can see that's i think that's different I and mean, that's where like people want to be but it's okay to have like a silent confidence that you kind of have in yourself wherever you go like if you know i'm gonna go move somewhere it's like i, I know i'm gonna make this work right? but when it's when it's confidence it, it's just something internal really only you know it exactly. you, so because you could fake it till you make it mm -hmm. right i mean but only you know if you're really gonna make it <laughs> i mean even a lot of celebrities they thrive for the you know it's like people re relate confidence and validation and validation mm, validation yeah, brings yeah. confidence but it doesn't keep it there you know what i mean going back to like support brings yes. confidence but it doesn't keep it there you know like everybody could tell you you're great but you could yeah. still feel like am i am i really you know and mm -hmm. and it's being able to like you know, I trip out on people that like, they just don't give a fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're just grinding, doing their thing. Yeah. And they're like, they're just like, whatever. Like, you tell them like, oh, I, I have this to run after. I have this. He's like, I'm cool with like working my nine to five job. You know, like, like before I used to be like, man, I would never do a nine to five job and, and just work my ass off for, for what? You know what I mean? Like, that shit is miserable. Now I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I see why people do it nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah. They doing them and... You know, like not everything has to be in the spotlight type of deal. So and it's hard with like social media, especially mm -hmm. like it, it drags down confidence to a certain extent. Now we, yeah. we feel like we have to everybody's expected to look a certain way wherever they are. Mm -hmm. It's definitely uh, it's definitely hard with social media. I'm going I'm to say that much like it's a whole different. I, I try to no, that's, that's I, I try to stay away from it. I don't do the whole, you know, like if I go on a on a hike. I just say I went on a hike, like take my story or, you know what I mean? Like I'll, if you run into me, I'll tell you my story on my hike I went on. <laughs>
everything is like just too glamorized to me now. It's like it's true though. Like everything's glamorized and working all the time is glamorized. Having confidence but faking it till you make it is glamorized, and then people don't really understand faking it till you make it isn't going to work until they're actually in it because it's so glamorized. Like oh, I did it. You can do it too. And I think someone else talks about it how. But in social media, you see A and Z, but you don't see everything else, all the other letters in between that are all jumbled up. When you failed, had to start over, someone told you no, you didn't like it, and you know what I mean? So yeah, social media definitely has a part to play in that with over, it's too glamorized. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Uh It's weird that a lot of people are taking hikes nowadays. It's like, didn't we want to get out of the wilderness? Now we want to go back. I I still have an Instagram account, you know, I still look at like stories just to keep up with people because I have contacts on there. Like I wouldn't have known about your podcast if if Uh you didn't post it on Instagram type of deal, you know. You had some really good points. Is there anything, anything else before we close out? I don't have anything else. I'm just really thankful you like the podcast that you came on and that, you know, you're trying something new. And I think the best message was being content with what you have. I think that's great. Because everyone's trying to build confidence. Everyone's trying to get through grinding, trying to, you know, pay for X, Y, Z, just even the bills. You get caught up in that and you forget that it's okay with what you have. And you don't have to, like, go 100 miles per hour grinding in confidence. You can really just be happy with what you have and take your small steps from there. Because even when you get there, it's going to be a process and you'll probably need to redefine yourself again. If you need more, if you want to change again, you know, so, or if you're forced to change, it's like, it's constant and we can't really pinpoint all of our goals. It's, it's just a whole ass process. So other than that, I don't have anything else to say. I'm just really happy that you came on and that you shared your story. You know, I do want to do a first generation series. I think that'd be dope. Oh yeah, that would be a pretty dope. I, I think that would be pretty dope. I would, I would love to be on that.